0: Coming up on the exam room.
1: I'd like to just uh, take a moment and share with you a uh, the oldest uh, patient that I've uh, ever treated or started with it was 87. Stanley was from the West Coast, nice man, but he just understood that if at age 87, as frail as he was, if he had that open heart surgery, that it would uh, it would kill him. So he wanted to go plant-based. And he did. And every year, he'd uh, give us a call to let us know how he was doing. Last year, when he called, he asked to speak to Ann. And he wanted to speak to Ann because he was having a party, and he wanted many, many, many plant-based recipes. So then Ann asked him, what was the occasion of this gathering? And he said, well, it's my 100th birthday. (laughs) And So that was last year. Just a few weeks ago, we got another call from Stanley. He wanted to remind us that he was now 101.
0: (laughs) Stanley. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physician's Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the U.S. and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Cleveland, Ohio, Round Rock, Texas, and Tuxla Gutierrez, Mexico. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 94 of season six, number 490 overall. And really cool to see Cleveland on the list of shoutouts today. It just so happens that I will be seeing the fine exam roomies by the Cuyahoga River in 2024. Details coming very soon. But tonight, let's turn our attention to another fun night. This one at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., a night that proves that jeans aren't everything but family and healthy living just could be. This show is our night with the Esselstons, and what a night it was. You want to talk about a packed room. We had more than 300 exam roomies fill the National Press Club just a few blocks away from the White House in Washington, D.C., and the energy was off the charts, and it began early. Thanks to our good friend, Anne Esselstyn, who was proving that age is but a number. And she pulled off a feat of strength that even 20-somethings might struggle to do. So much fun. This was just incredible. I hope you got the opportunity to see the video on social media. We're going to be talking about that. If you don't know what I'm talking about just yet during the show tonight. So that was really cool to see 88 years young and Esselstyn do her thing, and it was it was a nervous kind of a night for me personally. The energy was off the charts, but you need to understand that my wife Julie was there. This was her first time seeing me do a live show, and she brought her dad. So the pressure was on because my father-in-law Charlie was also in the house, not to mention my hairstylist, shout out Gareth and his significant other Leanne. They were there and then of course, you hundreds and hundreds of exam roomies who came from all across the country, more than 20 states, and somebody from as far away as Ireland, Deirdre, came from Ireland to be with us that night. And I did not want to disappoint the guests of honor The Esselstyns, they did not want to disappoint. And you want to talk about traveling great distances. They came all the way from Cleveland to be there. And nobody left disappointed, I must say. We did the live shows in L.A. and in New York. And this one, our final one of 2023, was unparalleled. Just so, so, so cool. Because we had with us... The man that proved that heart disease is not only preventable, but often reversible. It does not have to be the leading cause of death. And in fact, what Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn spoke about during the show was very much a reason to live. And of course, Anne with her energy off the charts, Jane Esselstyn, a wild woman if there ever was one, and Jane and her mom. I mean, these two remind me of my wife and her mom. I mean, absolute crazies, but a lot of love between them. I love these guys so very much. And of course, Rip Esselstyn, our buddy, our pal, and he is just a legend as well. A legend, if ever there was one. Love me some Rip Esselstyn and everything that he's doing with Plant Strong. And man, what a night. I'm so excited that you guys are going to be able to share this with us. And Dr. Neil Barnard was there and it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. I can't wait to do more of these next year. And we should have an announcement on that very soon, by the way. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody about the brand new exam room VIP program. And as an exam room VIP, the cool thing is not only do you get early access to tickets to our live shows like the one with the Esselstyns, but you're also going to get exclusive access to our top tier premium interviews, including one that's out right now exclusively for exam room VIPs with Dr. Michael Greger. As of right now, for two weeks, you can hear this interview before anybody else. We talk about his book, How Not to Age. We dive inside the book all of the ins, the outs, the inside story of how this masterpiece came together, and of course, so many age-defying tips. And no, it was not co-authored by Anne Esselstyn. I promise you that. This is a Dr. Michael Greger exclusive, and it is so cool to talk about how not to age with him. And so sign up right now to become an exam room VIP to get your access to this interview before it goes out to the general public. You get it for two weeks as an exam room VIP plus tons of other perks that come with this including exclusive virtual events with dr neil barnard myself we're gonna pull in a lot of other friends dr will bolsewitz said last week he would do one as well so many great things for you exclusively as an exam room vip but the best news of all is that every vip membership It helps to support our mission at the Physician's Committee of making the world a healthier place. We are touching lives around the globe with our groundbreaking research, our education, and this show, which has now been downloaded more than 17 million times. And so as an exam room VIP, your reach, your support is going a long, long, long way. So become a VIP today. Get that early access to the interview with Dr. Michael Greger and all of our top tier interviews to come as we head into the new year. PCRM.org slash exam room VIP. That's PCRM.org slash exam room VIP. But right now, Let's turn our attention to A Night with the Esselstons, live in Washington, D.C., a night unlike any other. Here it is from the National Press Club, just blocks from the White House. The Esselstons and Dr. Neil Barnard on The Exam Room Live. My first guest is a gentleman who needs no introduction. He is the founder, he is the president of the Physicians Committee. He is my absolute favorite guest. Don't tell Will Bolsewitz, I said that. Dr. Neil Barnard. There you go. Thank Thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you. Have a seat. Let's get comfortable, shall we? So yeah, here we are again. This is great. What a beautiful crowd we've got tonight. Well, congratulations to you, Chuck. Thank you. Uh, I mean, well, what's it been? Six six years and almost 500 episodes in, and here we are, man.
2: Yeah, but I can't even count how many downloads you've had, because if I do count and we make a video congratulating you, it's going to be more than that by the time the thing is done. So it's <laughs> 10 million, it's 12 million, it's 15, it's 17, 18. It's seven, 17, yeah, all right, 18,
0: so. yeah. So yeah, it's true. When we first started planning these things, it was to celebrate 10 million downloads and less than a year later i mean we're at 17 so thank you guys um (laughs) you guys are clapping for yourself you guys are the ones that are watching this and you know sending in so many great questions for the doctor's mailbag like i I, seriously i love you guys you have no idea how much Um, but i love the guests that we have tonight and i love the fact that you and i have a little bit of time here tonight as well Um, before we get into our guest tonight, I understand, sir, that we may have an exclusive for the crowd in attendance. There may be a little something something from Dr. Neil Barnard coming out next year.
2: That's right. I've got a new book. Coming Is that out. right? Exactly. Um, it's Well, for all those people lined up to take Wagovi, Um, or Ozempic, or some other injection, we're going to talk about injecting ourselves with healthy foods. There it is. Oh, there it is. That's it. Yeah, Uh, never been announced anywhere. Um, But uh, the fact of the matter is certain foods are more effective for weight loss than other foods. And we're going to talk about which ones they are. And then we worked with Lindsay Nixon and Dustin Harder to make them all into delicious recipes. So that's what that's about.
0: Uh, So I hope people like it. So excited for this book so excited for letting me mention it. yeah and uh you know thank you for uh interviewing me for that book i think uh that's the first time i've ever been in a book so thank you
2: you're in it super cool and shanae is in it where's shanae yeah where's there she is stand up shanae's in it
0: my friend with the fancy glasses thank you yeah so uh that comes out next april Uh, march march okay so mark your calendars it is available right now for pre-order on amazon so if you guys want to log that in tonight, go for it. Um, but our guest tonight, I mean, you want to talk about the first family of nutrition. You have to say it's, it's the Esselstyns. How excited are you that we've got the whole brood with us?
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. Well, I, I, I have to say, I met Essie 25 years, I, a long time ago. And we were at a conference and I walked in. I'd never met him before. He was sitting in the front row. Ready for the conference to begin, he was he was there to learn, not to speak, uh, because although he's the smartest person in the room, he's he's always a good student uh, all the time. And I introduced myself and and we got to talking. And he was so already known for his approach to heart disease, and I said, "You know, we need maybe more research. We need to do a study where we use a totally healthy plant-based diet and compare it to um, in a randomized way, a more moderate diet. And he turned to me and he said, "You can't do that." that would not be ethical. I said, what do you mean? It's, by that point, the evidence was so strong that a plant-based diet is the way to go that it would be unethical to randomly assign people to anything else. And he is—he was right. Absolutely right.
0: And all these years later, continues to be right. And it's, it's just so amazing, the fact that we're gonna have all of, all of the assistants uh, on, on stage tonight. And um, I'm just curious, you know, Since you began this journey with the Physicians Committee, how much information do you feel that we've learned about heart disease and and whether it indeed should be the number one cause of death?
2: Well, it it should be obliterated. There you Um, go. We should be able to obliterate. We we have the knowledge, and the knowledge is not a new pill um, or a new surgical procedure. Those things have their roles, but we know more about the cause of it. We know what causes the arteries to narrow. We know what turns that around. So we've gotta get away from Band-Aids and start using what really works and what works is on your plate.
0: Mm. We're gonna have a deep conversation about what works tonight. You ready for that? You bet. All right, let's go ahead and bring up uh, our guests tonight, one at a time. First and foremost, uh, who has, uh, I call her one half of the Wild Woman duo, Um, Jane Esselstyn, come on up. She is uh, just a joy and a treat to be around. Come on up.
1: <laughs>
0: you are a show-off. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Have a seat anywhere, wherever you would like. How about that cartwheel? I was not <laughs> expecting that. Tag on.
3: Neither was I.
0: Uh, hold on. To talk again? And neither
3: was I, I was just so excited. I didn't know, I, I thought my dad was coming out first. That's awesome, no. Not yet. Let's
0: get your brother up here first, huh? I've got three of them, which one are you talking about? Well, the one that's sitting down right over there tugging on his socks, I don't know. Oh,
3: wearing my scarf Mr. Plant Strong!
0: Give it up for Rip! <laughs> that belt, man. <laughs> the, what? We did? Can we just talk a second about your belt? That is outstanding.
4: Well, we were supposed to bring red. I neglected to bring red. So Jane had this in her...
3: So I, I, had, I had to wear my polka dot one because
0: he, he needed some red.
4: <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll put it on my neck. <laughs>
0: I think it looks great, dude. Okay, I'll yeah. All right. Uh, our next contestant on the exam room tonight. Um, actually, before she comes to the stage, I would love for you guys to take a look at this. Hey, it's Chuck back in the studio. And what you're hearing right now is the crowd losing their mind as Anne Esselstyn at 88 years young, tugs a tire the size of Texas across the stage as she makes her grand epic entrance. It was a sight to behold as Ann says, no, 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 you're not gonna get me this year, old age. I'm doing this tire and I'm doing it up big time. It was amazing. Let's get back to the show. An Esselstyn, holy Moses. <laughs> Ma'am, what did you eat for breakfast this morning?
5: Well, actually, I dragged the tire before we left Cleveland. <laughs> I, had, I got to practice.
0: Legit, they drove in from Cleveland this morning to be here with us. So, uh, by the way, Ann, um, I know I'm not supposed to ask women how old they are, but, but how old are you? Eighty-eight. <laughs> Eighty-eight. <laughs> Those—that's that, y'all's mom. I hope y'all understand. Wait, Chuck. The
5: only reason I could drag that tire is because Maurice is so
0: strong. Shh. I thought it was the plants. <laughs> and our final guest this evening is somebody who is admired, revered. He is a true pioneer in this field, and it is an honor to have him with us here tonight, all the way from Cleveland. The one and only Dr. Caldwell assistant How are you holding up we're all the way from Cleveland this morning? That's a long day for you guys. I am I'm really impressed right now.
1: We're, we're just delighted to be here.
0: Well. So I just asked Dr. Barnard the same question. Since you began practicing and obviously put out just this groundbreaking book that has changed so many lives, I'm, I'm curious how you feel the world's view of heart disease has shifted, due in no small part to all of your efforts. Well, I think the truth
1: be known that heart disease, coronary artery heart disease is nothing more than a toothless paper tiger that need never, ever exist. And if it does exist, it need never, ever progress. And I think Neil really uh, said it correctly. What really has evolved is such an understanding of the causation of this that really anybody, anybody in this audience can learn what is the causation of the illness, and you can absolutely halt and reverse this disease and it really is a sort of a bit of a black eye on the medical profession that we've known for really mo- many decades that there are cultures on this planet where heart disease is virtually non-existent and yet we have not taken that information to this country to halt the leading killer of women and men in, in western civilization
0: and in your book, to that end, in your book very early on, you wrote, Everyone in my family had died early. And yet, here you are, about 90, still doing great, making a drive from almost about, I said about, about. I'm not trying to age you, sir, I apologize. But how has you, what is your secret compared to so many others who, did not necessarily, by any stretch, reach anywhere close to 90.
1: Uh, are you talking about the rest of the family?
0: Yeah. I mean, because everybody wants to say it's well, my genetics, dad, it's genetic. Well,
1: my dad had his first heart attack at 43. And uh, obviously he was thriving. She, um, the problem is our uh, family had an Aberdeen Angus beef farm and a dairy farm. So... All the products that we were raising were destroying people's lives,
4: yeah. including, including
1: your, our own. Yeah. Yes, that's right.
0: I mean, I remember when I was doing a show in New York with Dr. Barnard and, and Rip earlier this year, and he began talking about all of the disease that had affected your family. I was like, there's no way. Because he, he, he said, like, everybody comes up and they want to say, I wish I had your genes. I wish I had your genes. And Rip's response was, it was, no, you really don't. You really, really don't. I mean, so cancer runs in the family. Heart disease runs in the family. It's, it's all of the big ones, right, Rip?
4: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, what, there's been cancer. There's been diabetes. There's been heart disease. There's been brain tumors. Uh, yeah, pick any one. Yeah. Go, yeah.
0: And, I mean, I know, Jane, that's not lost on you either down there. And, and here you are doing cartwheels to come, to come. I mean, cartwheels, for goodness sakes.
3: It's so fun.
0: <laughs> I mean, you guys are living proof, as, as Dr. Barnard has said, you know, jeans are kind of like a light switch. You flip them on, you can flip them off, you know? So it's, um... It's it's really a, a treat to see you here. Um, lots of meat eating in your family before the Esselstins became the Esselstins. Is that an accurate statement, Dr. Dr. Esselstyn? Lots of lots of meat in the family before the Esselstins were the Esselstins and plant strong. And I'll take that as a yes. No, you <laughs> yes. Know, I yes. Want
5: to there we so go. You, go, for go, go for it. Go for it, Because when we got married. <clears throat> Asie's father had had his heart attacks, so we were really I mean, we were unusual. We drank skim milk. <laughs> we uh, didn't eat eggs.
3: Wait, when well, you sure got married and, and tell them what you served for your first meal when oh. you guys got married.
5: Right, but that was not because of, that was because of my father, but I grew up eating city pigeons for which my father called squa. Um, Squab. Squab. Um, squab. And <clears throat> so, to celebrate the first meal that we ever had with our very fancy landlords and my parents, we served k- tongue, calf tongue. I'm sorry, that's
0: never. <laughs> Who's hungry? I'd like. <laughs>
1: I'd like to just uh, uh, take a moment and share with you a, uh, uh, the oldest uh, patient that I've uh, ever treated or started with was 87. Stanley was from the West Coast. Nice man. But he just understood that if at age 87, as frail as he was, if he had that open-heart biopsy, or excuse me, open-heart surgery, that it would, uh, it would kill him. So he wanted to go plant-based, and he did. And every year he'd uh, give us a call to let us know how he was doing. Last year, when he called, he asked to speak to Ann. And he wanted to speak to Ann because he was having a party and he wanted many, many, many plant-based recipes. So then Ann asked him, what was the occasion of this gathering? And he said, well, it's my 100th birthday. (laughs) And so that was last year, just a few weeks ago, we got another call from Stanley. He wanted to remind us that he was now 101.
0: (laughs) Stanley.
3: But I jumped on the phone with Stanley, and I said, Stanley, you know what you have to have to serve? You know what you have to make? I mean, if you're 100 years old, what would you guys recommend?
4: Rice and beans extravaganza.
3: (laughs) You (laughs) would. I said, you have to serve a recipe that has a hundred plants in it. And he was like, oh, what is that? And I thought, well, (laughs) you can make a huge salad, but I I thought you had, like, welcome to my one hundred plants party, and there's a hundred plants being served tonight. How
4: many people were coming to his
1: birthday party? hundred. Really?
0: A couple hundred. I'm sensing a theme with the one hundred.
1: There are some, uh, uh, one of the most frequent questions that we get asked if we're counseling somebody is, how long does it take if you're going to reverse this uh, disease? And everybody is a little different because sometimes the plaque that you have in your artery is made up of fibrosis and scar and calcification. It's going to be stubborn. Uh, On the other hand, uh, sometimes in the younger patients, when the plaque is made up of inflammation, fat, and cholesterol, the body can do a wonderful job with it. I'll just give you one other example that I just got a call three days ago from a gentleman who I'd originally seen a year and a half ago. And he was being seen because at the evaluation of the two carotid arteries that go to his brain, they were 50% blocked on each side. And the reason he said, the reason he called me Three days ago, because it was a one and a half year follow up, and he'd had another evaluation with the uh, ultrasound to measure how big these blockages were. They were both of his arteries were now whistling clean. Wow.
0: Wow. You know, I, I hear stories like that, and my mind continues to be blown, and it makes me think of a quote that you had in your book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And you referred to the the participants of your initial trial, a lot of them as walking dead men. And I just, I hear you tell the story about the 87 year old who just turned 100. And I guess my question is, how late is too late? Are you ever truly too far gone? No. No, okay. As long as you're drawing breath, you can make those changes.
1: <laughs> well, the reason that you succeed is uh, there is a chapter in my book entitled Moderation Kills. So people say, well, Dr. Russellson, the reason that your program succeeds where others may fail, nobody else is as mean as you are. <laughs>
0: mean i'm sure there are a lot of words to describe you i'm not sure that mean would be one of them dr barnard i'm e- stern stern oh wait a minute yeah these stern. two at the end would know mean stern uh, kind of
4: stern uncompromising he he wants his Loving. patients love it. a lot of love there behind it all absolutely compassionate <laughs> yes
5: actually he's really competitive and he doesn't want anybody to fail.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm sensing an idea. We'll get the inside scoop on Essie and we'll make that one of the exam room VIP podcasts. How about that? <laughs> um, there's a really popular diet. And, and Dr. Esselstyn, I'm going to start with you and then Rip, I'm going to come to you and, then, and Jane. But the keto diet is all the rage right now. High fat, lots of meat, very little carbohydrates. Based off of all of your research, how would you assess the keto diet in terms of whether or not it's actually good for somebody's health?
1: Well, one of the things that I've learned professionally a long time ago that uh, I don't really get a big kick out of denigrating uh, other, other person's science. But What I am not bashful about is asking what their science has produced. And if that keto diet has ever been shown to take patients who were seriously ill with heart disease and show that by giving them that diet that they could halt and reverse their disease, then it would really get my attention. That has not uh, happened to my knowledge. And therefore... uh, I find it very difficult to ask a patient to follow a diet which doesn't get the job done.
0: I think with the keto, we get wrapped up in the fact that initially in the short term, you would lose weight. So the old 420-pound me, if somebody said, Chuck, just eat a huge plate of bacon for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're bound to lose weight, I would have been all in for that. I would have taken all of my chips, mortgaged my house, and pushed everything to the center of the table, said, bring it on give me everything Smithfield has to offer. <laughs> but knowing what I know now, I thought things are a little bit different. So when you're working with someone who you know just wants desperately to lose weight and thinks that that is the beginning of their health and reclaiming it, and that's everything, I mean, what would your message be? So yeah, you can lose a few pounds in the short term, but dot, 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 how do you help them see past just that initial Weight loss.
1: I think that the the way that we uh, achieve uh, compliance
0: or adherence when
1: we're seeing patients, that I think the uh, the factor that we've really inv- involved over the last 15 to 25 years is that, and I'm going to and I'm going to do this with you tonight, right now, and that is the same as our patients. That you are going to learn. You must understand the causation of this of this disease and the causation of this disease is when you forget i have respect for your genes i have respect for your stress but it is the if you have to put your finger on one thing it is the food and what we want to do is have patients eliminate absolutely eliminate every last bit of food that is going to injure the delicate innermost lining of your artery the endothelium why Because the endothelium is responsible for making this absolutely magic molecule of gas, nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is responsible for this marvelous functions of absolutely maintaining the health and protection of all of our arteries. So what what we'd have to learn tonight would be what are the foods that every time they pass your lips, you injure the endothelial cells. Am I allowed to say what those
0: are? Oh, does everybody want to know what the foods are?
1: (laughs) Not a drop of oil. Olive oil, corn oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, coconut oil, palm oil, oil in a cracker, oil in a chip, oil in a piece of bread, oil in a salad dressing. Oil is out. Also, all out is animal protein meat, fish, chicken, fowl, turkey and eggs, and dairy, milk, cream, butter, cheese, ice cream and yogurt, and sugary foods, cakes, pies, cookies, stevia, agave, excesses of maple syrup, molasses and honey. I don't like nuts, peanut butter, nut butters, or cashew sauce and avocado. And I don't like coffee with caffeine. (laughs) Now, what are you going to (laughs) eat? Oh, all these absolutely marvelous marvelous, 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 marvelous whole grains for your cereal, bread, pasta, rolls and bagels, 101 different types of legumes, lentils, and beans, all these marvelous red, yellow and green leafy vegetables, white potatoes, sweet potatoes and some fruit.
5: And we're going to love dessert tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. See, initially that can sound like an awfully restrictive diet. And I know that there are people in this room who I love dearly who probably heard that and you may have given them a heart attack. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, like you have to take it from the point of view, and, and this is where I will lean into my credibility here and say that uh, the, the former overweight person can always steer you in the right direction of what food tastes good. And what this gentleman just described, you can make magic with in the kitchen. Holly Plank, would you agree? That's absolutely from Holly Plank. So Rip, we just saw, you know, obviously what we can eat and it's delicious. Um, But I want to go back to your father's no-fly list. And I would love for you to take a look at the screen behind you. And if we could play this video of a social media guy who was all in for some keto diet. And you let me know what you think of this gentleman by the name of the Liver King.
1: We
6: can have a snack today. This delicious meat mountain, raw actually that's not such a bad idea having it cooked can improve bioavailability of some of the nutrition but cooking also can destroy and have a deleterious effect like advanced glycation end products and the thermal pressure of heat can degrade some of the proteins and hormones and fragile components so you don't get the nutrition at all so hedging it having some cooked and some raw that's such a bad idea
0: with some delicious salt. Salt
6: has utility also. It increases the blood volume and muscle, muscle contraction, and supports the electrolyte balance. Maybe
2: he knows what he's doing.
0: So, I just want to get your initial reaction to that, Rip, to be honest with you. I've been waiting for that all day, man.
4: <laughs> well, he's just looking for some shock value there. He's gotten a lot of attention. <clears throat> you know, he's, um, It came. it came to light not too long ago. That he is jacked to the gills with steroids. Um, you know, he's, I think, bankrupt his long-term health to, you know, look, look the way he is, all jacked up. Um, but I think what you're seeing here is just America's insatiable appetite for another type of Atkins. So it started with Atkins, and then of course you got South Beach. Then the next iteration was paleo then you had keto, then you had carnivore, and then the le- latest kid, kid on the block is the lion's diet, which is where you basically eat like a lion. You eat basically salt and raw meat uh, and, uh, and water. And as Dr., you guys know of Dr. Michael Clapper? <laughs> so he loves to say that the, the, the ketogenic diet is basically just a physiological parlor trick. And you're not feeding your body any for the most part, carbohydrates, which is a big mistake, your body gets fooled into thinking it's in this starvation mode, which then basically shuts down your appetite. Because you're not eating carbohydrates, your body's not storing any water. So you will initially definitely lose lose some weight. But uh, you know, my father won't say it, but I'll say it. I think it's a really, really bad idea. And I think the science is absolutely piss poor. And I think you're subjecting yourself to uh, obviously, saturated fat, dietary cholesterol, a very, very weak problematic form of uh, of protein, uh, not to mention TMAO, heme iron, and the list goes on and on and on, and then of course, you're contributing to all of the um, <laughs> uh, the, the number one cause of uh, environmental degradation in this in, in this country uh, and of course, we're getting away from our true nature which is kind and compassionate people uh, and you're just being complicit in the uh, the murdering and the, the raising and the killing of close to 80 billion animals annually so what the liver nerd liver king is doing to me is it's pure shock value and i don't know if he'll be alive another 10 years
0: yeah there was making the rounds. And I I don't want to pile on the guy. I want to keep this this positive. But there there has been stories. He's recently been battling health problems, it would appear. Um, And he did admit to doing copious amounts of steroids to the tune of $11,000 worth every single month. He also has ab implants. So do all the sit-ups you want. You're never going to get a, you know, ripped six-pack like the liver king there um, because they're not real. Um, But... Jane, I'm going to turn to you kind of as the educator here and let's you know lift the mood a little bit cuz I don't want to pile on the guy. I want to try to open the Liver King's eyes a little bit. You are an educator by trade and this is what I love about you. So, I would think that the Liver King might prove to be a difficult student, but difficult not impossible. So, how would you get somebody to kind of open their eyes a little bit and see the error perhaps of the nutrition ways and guide them into a healthier light?
3: I think you're trying to talk me into talking about uh, some of the work I do
0: that's not plant-based. Just generally, as an educator, how can you get somebody to sit up and listen if they're not always the best students?
3: Yeah, yeah okay, um, because I work in the plant-based realm, but I also have always been, like many of you, I'm sure. Let me see a show of hands. How many of you are middle school sex ed teachers? <laughs> Sorry, I can't see. Hold them up, Hold them up a little longer. Middle school sex ed teacher. Okay, I think he I think he missed or maybe didn't have a great middle school sex ed tech class because what I often talk about um, are things that you know help help things um come up, come up <laughs> and and these you know they're kind of a brand new trick for these middle school kids and so and they love if I say did you guys you know they they know at some point that they're Ms. Esselstyn, someone Googled my name or something and they found our cooking videos. So like, you make cooking videos. I'm like, yeah, I also write cookbooks and I teach sex ed. They're like, food and sex, Ooh. food and sex. All right, like, I'm like, yeah, so it's a good life. And if you guys like your erections, try to steer yourself clear. They're like, wait, 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 I like my erections. Steer clear of what, steer clear of what? <laughs> I'd say a lot of liver and meat and salt. Is that so, what you wanted me to say? Sorry, that's, what
0: I, that's what I say to my middle school kids. Well, so is is that really I, I mean, as a guy, I mean, that would certainly get me to sit up and pay attention. Um, yeah. Fellas, sit. is that the way to like really kind of catch us, you know, make us listen? I mean, that's that's catches some
3: people's attention, middle school
0: kids' attention. <laughs> middle school kids, college kids, high school mm-hmm. kids, older middle kids. Middle age,
3: middle age, I heard, I heard middle, middle age. age, I heard age. middle age, yeah, yep. yeah. Bring it on. Old age. All the kids. Stanley, you're 101, tons of fun. You know, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck,
4: just to <laughs> piggyback on Jane. Talk to me. So you're, I think what you're talking about here is real many plants. And we're talking about, you know, being masculine.
0: Two points for you, sir.
4: Okay. And so as Jane teaches us, we know that the artery going to the male penis is one fifth the size of the artery arteries going to our heart and up to our, up to our head. And so I tell all these firefighters... That, you know, real men eat plants, and if you want to slay that erectile uh, dysfunction, that ED dragon, and you want your puffed magic dragon to roar, then you'll eat plants and drop the meat.
0: There you go. Would that get through to everybody? Huh? Yeah. That's a pretty important one, man.
5: You know, Jane has something else that she is very passionate about right now. May I mention it? It's his his podcast.
0: Look, uh, as far as I'm concerned tonight, you are the host. I mean, anybody that tugs a tire like that, you get first billing. It's the clitoris. All right, so we got one. It's only fair. It really is only fair. What about the clitoris? Well, did you have a question you want to ask before my mom? <laughs> or are we just going to leave it there? I mean, that's kind of a cliffhanger, no? No, it is. Like, it is. No, I, I, I have three brothers.
3: So there's actually, he kept saying he has all the Esselstyns, and I kept saying to my mom, but Ted and Zeb aren't here. Like, because there's, there's six of us. And um, having three brothers, I always wanted equality. Like, yeah, everything's open to them, and opportunities, hey, me too. So, yeah, we all had great opportunities and airtime and... Anyway, so as, you know, growing up, I just, you know, equality has always been a big thing. And being like a Title IX athlete, it was a big thing. Like, I just, like, it's always been equal. It's always been equal. So in all this plant-based world, we got, you know, the varsity of the plant-based world was these wonderful, amazing men you know, Neil and and Colin Campbell and my dad. And it was like this white-haired game show host varsity (laughs) squad of white men. And I'm like, where are the women? And they talk about erectile dysfunction and something's come up. And (laughs) and I'm like, and, and, and? Anyway, finally, a year ago last month, some research came out. Well, um, three doctors discovered, uh, yes, mapped out, that there are 10,000 nerves in the clitoris. This is thousands more than previously understood. I'm glad you're quiet because it's 2022 when that research came out. That's when they discovered that there are 10,000 nerves in the clitoris. There are commercials about Viagra every other minute of every other weekend or weekday or whenever football's on so the fact that this this is just coming out I'm like oh my gosh as a middle school sex ed teacher I was like this needs to be announced on the mountaintops this needs to be known this needs to be understood because I've had young men say to me in class Miss Hussleston, I figured it out if I was a girl you know what I'd do? I'm like what would you do? this is a tricky kid who's saying this he's like I'd wear a tampon all day long he would be like having sex all day and I was like we have to, we have to discuss pleasure, educate, pleasure, education. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. So if everybody knows, this is not just for women to know, but it's for everybody to know that this is the polka dot of pleasure. Half a mile in front of, okay, I can, I'm, get, I'm getting carried away in middle school sex ed. You've got the room. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and finish. Speaking of finishing, yes, that's what, that's what the whole reason that I want to talk about because three-fourths to two, two-thirds to three-fourths of women don't do, do what he just said. Because that's not where the pleasure pleasure is. The pleasure's a half an acre to the north in the polka dot for pleasure. Note the scarf. Um, I was sort of glad Rip forgot the, his redness so I could wear this scarf. Um, so I had, a t- I had, I was so excited about the 10K nerves I had a 10K for the 10K, <laughs> just to just to get everybody more clitorate. You know, gather everybody around and get them more educated. So gather your friends, get like g- 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 gather your clitorati around and get them all educated and talk about this just this reality because it has not been normalized. We've normalized discussions around how to prevent reverse heart disease. We've normalized discussions. Like Neil's book, I talk about all the time. What was that cleverly named Dr. Neil Barnard's solution for diabetes? What was the close? Yeah. It's it, it, like, it's like, that's normalized. I, everyone I know, that's what I say. YouTube videos, we get his book normalized. Erectile dysfunction can be reversed. That crouching tiger can become the hidden dragon or puff the magic dragon. (laughs) It can be, normalize the conversation. Let's normalize this conversation that women are designed for pleasure as well. You know how many nerves are in the penis? (laughs) Someone make a guess. 4,000. Dang. Girls just want to have two and a half times more fun. Oh, girls just want to have two and a half times more fun.
1: And
5: I right. thought we were talking don't, about heart disease my tonight. Wire. Holy cow. Don't God.
3: trip my wire.
5: I made a mistake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is, this, this is y'all's fault.
5: You, me. you brought it up.
0: You guys are amazing. I love this show. I don't know if you caught it, but your dad tapped me on the shoulder while you're talking. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get through it together. She's almost
1: done, I oh, think. He's heard it a ton.
3: He's heard it a ton. Has she always been like this? I want to know, how how, Neil, how is Neil hanging yeah, in there? Yeah, how are you down there, man?
2: But then the question is, So then what do you eat?
3: (laughs) Exactly. It's the exact same, the corpus cavernosa of the penis, which it dilates when it's triggered, is the exact same tissue in the floor of the pelvis, of of females. And it engorges around the vaginal space and creates lubrication from the plasma, from blood flow. So blood flow helps men sign for readiness and erection and blood flow from... Nitric oxide. I'm bringing it back. Blood flow from nitric oxide being released also gets women ready as well.
2: That's and what thing. gives you nitric o- oxide?
3: As we just covered, uh, let's let's hear the greens, Daddy. Can you do the rap? Can you do the greens? What what's the? What are-
2: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'll get
1: to that. But I, I did the,
3: <laughs> <laughs> he needs to recover.
1: Uh, I promise. I promise the audience that we've finished the uh, causation. Uh, <laughs> Of of, of heart disease, and I I remember we finished finished with what it was that you were going to eat. But I changed the program about a decade ago because of an an awareness that the endothelial production of nitric oxide is age-dependent. You never heard of a boy or a girl at age eight having a heart attack. No, they have nitric oxide coming out of their ears. But by the time they're beautifully healthy at age 50, they now have 50% of the nitric oxide they had when they were age 25. So the changes I made were two. One was a greater stimulation of the uh, endothelial production of nitric oxide. And number two, we embraced the newer research that shows us that mankind has an alternate pathway for making additional nitric oxide. So here we go. I need you to chew six times a day a green leafy vegetable roughly the size of one-third to one-half a cup, after it has first been boiled or steamed, five and a half to six minutes so it's nice and tender, and then you must anoint it with several drops of a delightful either balsamic or rice vinegar. Why? Because research has shown us that the acetic acid from these vinegars can help restore the nitric oxide synthase enzyme which is contained within the endothelial cell and responsible for making nitric oxide. So you're going to chew this alongside your breakfast cereal, again as a mid-morning snack, again with your luncheon sandwich, that's three. Mid-afternoon, four. Dinner time, five. And of course, I adore it when you have that evening snack of arugula or kale. <laughs> now, the second benefit is when you're eating the green leafy vegetable, you restore the capacity of your bone marrow to once again make the endothelial progenitor cell, which will replace our senescent, injured, worn-out endothelial cells. The third benefit, when you're chewing a green leafy vegetable, you are chewing a green nitrate. That green nitrate is going to mix with the facultative anaerobic bacteria that reside in the crypts and grooves of your tongue. Those bacteria are going to reduce that nitrate that you've been chewing to a nitrite, When you swallow the nitrite, it is now your own gastric acid, which is going to further reduce the nitrite to more nitric oxide, which can enter your nitric oxide pool. So think about it. What you're doing for minimal expense, no side effects, all day long, dawn to dusk, morning to night, you are absolutely restoring the very molecule, nitric oxide, the deficiency of which gave you this disease in the first place. Now, there's a caveat to this. Toothpaste with fluoride, public drinking water with fluoride, and mouthwash will injure the beneficial bacteria in your mouth. And I do not like antacids because antacids will reduce your gastric acidity and you will be unable to reduce the nitrites to more nitric oxide. Now, the top six are kale, swiss chard spinach arugula beet greens and beets now if you want the whole the whole the whole group yeah. <laughs> bok choy swiss chard kale collard, collard green, beet yeah. greens beet green, greens mustard greens turnip greens snap cabbage bustle sauce, broccoli cauliflower cilantro parsley spinach and arugula and asparagus yeah. thank you
0: that's what we de- eat right. neil the greenerati yeah, you yeah, get the green Roddy. That is funny. Oh, man. When are you going to drop that on an album? I mean, we could turn that into a single right now. I mean, just throw a little beat behind that. <laughs> an,
3: Inst- an Instapot being released.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. A um, couple more fun ones here. Um I think this one, Jane and Rip, this one is for you. And I think that there are a lot of people who are probably just like, what in the world was it like growing up as an Esselstyn? Just because they feel like, you know, they know you so much on social media. Obviously, we know about your new Amazing Waffles, you know, that mix. Um, but they don't know, like, what was young Rip like? What was young Jane like? I wanted like? to
5: say one thing. Oh, yeah. Thank God, there was no social media when our children were growing up. I don't know what would have happened.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, you take the good with the bad. I mean, we got you on social media earlier tonight tugging that tire. I mean, come on. You just got to outweigh the good with the bad there. There's some good there. But I don't know, you too. Jay, what was it like growing up, you know, in the Esselstyn house? Well, it's... It, it's all
3: we knew, so that's hard to say, but I She's do shy. know that um we, uh, our door was always open, so there's always people coming in and out. we I mean, having three brothers and just, again, no social media, so everyone's always getting together playing this, playing that. It was very sporty, like we did a ton of sports, a ton of activity, but I think we all did a lot more of that, because that was kind of what you did, like what we would do, Um and we were kind of known as an ingredient household, not a great household to snack at. We used to take, it was back in the day, there, uh, bran, remember, you know, Brand, just Brand? Brand. Brand. bran, just bran, bran,
4: bran, b
3: r a n, was a big deal for like a season at our house. So I remember having a bunch of friends over and be like, okay, you guys, someone get the stopwatch. We used to have stopwatches that were like like 60 minutes, and you're like, and we would take this big wooden spoon and we'd scoop up bran and you put it in your mouth and as soon as you could clear it you'd stop the stopwatch. So you'd have friends over there like like someone would like start to laugh and inhale the brand and then cough and just spray it everywhere. But I can still see like the red plastic lid to the clear container with the wooden spoon and we'd have like brand contests. I remember that.
4: We also we also in 1976 after the Rocky movie came out, we went back to the house and we all tried Downing six raw eggs. I did not. Drinking it like Rocky Balboa did. Oh. But, but to Jane's point, it's incredible. Anne and Essie always have been so welcoming of, of, of guests and friends. And we have so many, we had so many incredible dinners, still do, around the Lazy Susan table that is kind of um, a tradition in the, the Kryle and Esselstyn uh, homes and just the incredible dinner conversations that have taken place. Oh yeah, when your dad's a season. breast cancer
3: surgeon and your mom's a sixth grade teacher and the breast cancer surgeries and the guts, so it just, it was guts and kids and it was just great. <laughs> a- anything goes conversation, if you can't tell already. Yeah. This was ki- kind of like a lazy Susan and then, dinner. And then
4: Chuck, I gotta say that, so so many people have asked me, did you rebel against your father and his research. And and I'm like, you know what? No. He, he. I have always had so much admiration, respect, and love for my mother and my father that I never went in the opposite direction. Uh, I feel like I've always been so supportive and a huge fan of everything that, that they've done. And I saw him putting his shoulder to the grindstone back in 1984. And when I come home from the University of Texas at Austin, for vacations, I'd see him in the kitchen on the, the blue chair, calling up his initial 21 heart patients and talking to them about their latest blood results and going over their food log. And if you just knew the amount of time and energy and just um, the commitment that he made to these initial set of patients. So just for me, it was, it's been nothing but love and admiration and total respect for... Um, the, the research and the journey that he's been on now for over 40 years.
5: You know, the amazing... <laughs> An amazing thing to me is that we have four children and we have 10 grandchildren and all of them are not just plant-based but really quite passionately plant-based. And no one's put a gun to their heads. That's just <laughs> h- how they are. And I'm interested that even our, the, the children range from eight to, t- to 29. And as they get older, they get even more sort of strident. It's amazing. And the, when we wrote Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior, Rip's youngest daughter was seven. And I got to interview all our grandchildren to see what they what they felt about being plant-based and what Hope said,
0: if you eat meat, you die. That's a pretty strong quote right there from the mouth of babes. Isn't that what they say? Seven years old, already gets it, man. But Essie, I, I mean, you just heard what Rip said about you, but I would think as a father and seeing everything he's achieved and Jane as well, you have to be awfully proud, bust your buttons of those two sitting on the end right there, yes. yeah, agree, yeah <laughs> agreed, agreed um i want I want to talk to you a little bit more just about your legacy because tonight really is about honoring the family and and your lifetime of work and I think all of us here have a vision of what we feel your legacy is, but coming from your mouth, what, sir, do you feel your legacy is? How would you like to be remembered? And please stay with us for an infinite amount of time. We're not ushering you anywhere, but how, how is your legacy? I'm trying to talk my way out of it because I feel like it got really awkward. And usually I'm pretty good about not getting in these situations. So can you get me out of this, my friend? Yeah, I,
1: I think the legacy that I feel most strongly about are the people seated on your left. Yeah.
5: And more. I mean.
1: No, I said those seated. That included. Jane and, and Zeb. Rip and Zeb, yes. And the ones that aren't here.
0: The whole family. So, I I mean, I would imagine, Ann, that Thanksgiving at your house is epic. It's fabulous. We have, this
5: year, we have 43 people coming for Thanksgiving. It's all mostly, it's all family, really.
0: All right, what's on the menu? What's on the menu?
5: Well, everybody's bringing something. But what's so exciting is that everybody brings something plant-based. And it is just, I mean, can you and. Jane is so insistent that everybody every single
3: human who walks through the door
5: 43 different things. We always start with because Brian, Jane's husband Brian Hart, is just a fabulous cook, and he makes a, a stuffing every year that we all fight over, and we have mashed potatoes that are great. And uh, mushroom gravy and this cranberry sauce. So we have those four things that we always supply, and then we
3: we don't know what the other thirty nine are.
4: Well, there'll be rice and, bean, rice <laughs> and, and beans. Nope. Be <laughs> right. Rice and anyway, beans extravaganza will it, be one of them.
3: They will.
0: Rice and beans extravaganza. it's
3: it's beautiful. Well, Thanksgiving is such an interesting uh, uh, question we always get. <gasps> what do you do at Thanksgiving? And I'm like, who are you kidding? Like, the turkey's one dish of the bazillion that are out there, and everything is so easy to make vegan. It's all about the harvest.
0: It wasn't about the slaughter. It's about the harvest, wasn't it? Yep. yep. Um, and can we be honest? Like, how many times, even before being vegan, like, how many people had friends and family who were like, I'm, I just don't even really like turkey. I'm all about the sides of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was always a sides guy, right? Show of exactly. hands. Who else was the exactly. sides Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially... The turkey tail. Uh.
5: That's just all fat.
4: <sighs> you know, if I if I could come back to a question you said just a second ago sure, about the legacy. Yeah, man. And and I think that the brilliance of I think my father is that he saw an opportunity to be a major disruptor and 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 he took it. He followed what he felt was the truth. And what I love is that he did it and he was outside the cardiology box. So it took somebody from outside the field of cardiology to actually let all these cardiologists know, you know what, this is a disease where you don't have to play a surgical whack-a-mole. You can actually get to the bottom of this with just something as simple as food. And look where we are now. I mean, 40 years later, there. I mean, I, I think back to what you were trying to do. Back in 1984, and as Ann likes to say, when the amount of people that were behind this lifestyle, we could fit under one little tent. And now they're... I look at countries uh, in Europe that are going plant-based. The Canadian food pyramid is basically plant-based. So, you know, the work that you have done and Dean Ornish has done has, I think, set the stage for so many others uh, in, and and given the whole food plant-based movement so much merit and credibility and the fact that you have the science behind it. So just a few words there. There
0: you go. I appreciate that.
5: We just got an email today from a man in East Africa who is an ophthalmologist, a doctor, who wants to start a whole fruit, a uh, plant-based movement there because he feels that it, there's a need and there's a want. Yeah. yeah.
0: How great is that? And and you know what else I think is particularly great is that this foundation that you guys have been building now for so long, it's going to carry on well into the future um, through the Esselstyn Foundation. And I know uh, your husband Brian uh, is here tonight. Brian, come on up, my friend. I bring my own chair. Yeah, this is a man that just gets it done. He's like, I don't, I don't need any. I don't need a chair. I got my own, and I'm gonna lug it. And then I'm gonna tuck a tire too. You can imagine how hard it's
6: been sitting there. I just wanted, you know, do all the answers for them because I know that everything they're gonna say. I'm just like, so funny.
5: Wait, I just have to say one thing, and that is Brian does these long distance races and things, and so he is the one that invented the tire. And one day, I heard this noise outside, and I went out, and there was Brian, going up and down our street dragging this tire. I said, Brian, could I try it? And so that's how I got started because Brian didn't
6: didn't invent the tire. I, I, I saw it on YouTube. Uh, Take the credit, man. I, sorry. I
0: attached the little harness to it, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, really quickly, tell us a little bit about what you are doing at the Esselstyn Foundation to carry everything forward because... I mean, there's still we've come so many miles, but my goodness gracious, we have many, many, many marathons still to run here. Mm-hmm. Great metaphor,
6: excellent, nice segue. So, um, so we formed the Esselstyn Foundation about six years ago because we wanted to make sure that this transformational message and all this amazing work that Anne and Essie have done would be available to anyone, just like the amazing work of PCRM. We want this message out there to everybody. Even if they can't afford it, it's not on their radar, it's just not a part of who they are, we want it out there. And so we partner with existing nonprofits all over the country, and we give all of our programming away for free. And uh, we just wanna make sure that nobody is ever uh, too far from this information. We want to get it out there to everybody. And, again, we work with um, hospitals and groups of medical residents and schools and universities and uh, groups of elementary school teachers and all these different people who – sc-
3: High school uh,
6: food – Sex oh, ed, home ed, ed teachers?
3: No. Yeah. High... Not sex ed I, teachers, I, no. I almost said sex ed. High school home ec classes yeah. are so fun to work with.
6: Yeah, and, and so again, we, like, like the amazing work of PCRM and Dr. Barnard, we just want to make sure that it's out there. And so again, we give all of our programming away for free. We're publicly supported. So after you make a donation to the PCRM, then you can also make a donation to the Esselstyn Foundation, if you're interested, of course. Um, but yeah, it's all about legacy. It's all about carrying the message forward and making sure that it's available to
0: everybody. And it sounds like... and.
5: Also, I have to say that I I love the New York Times on Tuesday when they have the science section that comes out. And the other thing that I absolutely love on every Tuesday is Brian does a a wonderful little Esselstyn Foundation short little blurb about something so important in the plant-based movement. I mean... The ones that he's done so far should all be put into a book because they are concise, powerful, with just so clear, because he's such a good writer. So I urge you all to just at least sign up to get the email every Tuesday.
6: You can do that at our website, yes. esselsonfamilyfoundation.org, and you can sign up for the weekly. It's just an email blast that we do once a week. But it answers all those questions. Again, Again, you know, Very similar to what PCRM does, which is we answer all those questions, you know, where to get your protein, what about calcium, Uh, you know, all these questions that come up from your friends that suddenly have become nutritionists, right, when you start eating (laughs) plant-based. All your friends who have degrees in things like communications are suddenly like, well, I'm really concerned about your Yeah, okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Can we sign the liver king
6: up? Yeah, the liver king. Did <laughs> you see how much that guy was sweating? Did you notice his shirt was all soaked? I think it's just all the toxins coming out. <laughs> yeah.
0: But what's not lost upon me is that I feel like the foundation is, is set up for success. And the family, the Esselstyns, are set up for success well into the future because, as you were saying, you know, the, the youngest are growing more and more resolute about eating a plant-based diet, taking care of themselves by the day, every day they get older. And so it wouldn't surprise me 20-some-odd years from now, probably less than that. We have another panel do another show with a completely different group of Vesselstens. Maybe one of them will do a cartwheel. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe another one will tug a tire. You tell me. I don't know that they'll tug it quite as well as you, though. They probably won't talk about the clitorati, though. (laughs)
3: Because it will be so normalized.
0: I love y'all, man. You make my job too easy. I don't have to be witty or funny or anything. let just, like, let you talk. Um, I really do, guys, wish that we had a lot more time tonight. But I would like to leave the final word, um, well, two final words here. Number one, Dr. Barnard. I mean, we are really sitting up here with a group of just extraordinary individuals. How much hope does it give you to be up here among this family who is literally changing and saving lives now for decades?
2: It's it's a wonderful thing, but there, it's not just the science um, and really showing what works and, and proving it and getting the word out. But there's one other piece of this, and that's the humanity of it, which every time I'm talking to somebody who's got really bad heart disease and they're, they're saying, what can I do? And I call up S and, S. and S will say, well, have him call me. And he means it. And so I give him the number and they, they'll let me know – he spent an hour on the phone with me and he invited me to come up and see him. And you know, they just don't make doctors like that anymore. And that's, that is the way medicine should be done.
0: Truly one of a kind, my friend. And so I would like to give you the final word before we give you an award, my friend, the floor is yours. Well, on
1: behalf of the family, I really want to express our thanks to Chuck Carroll, Mike McKenna, and Dean, and especially Neil Barnard has truly been such an inspiring leader for all of us in this movement. But I guess it leaves me with the fact that I feel that we are on the verge of an absolute seismic revolution in health. And this seismic revolution in health will never come about through another pill, another drug, another stent, another bypass. But the seismic revolution in health will come about when we in the medical community have the will and the grit and the determination to share with the public what is the lifestyle, and most specifically, what is the nutritional literacy that will empower them to absolutely annihilate and destroy chronic illness. Thank you.
5: Dr. Caldwell, Chuck, I just want to say one thing, that I think all of you are one of the most responsive, amazing audiences ever, and I just want to thank all of you so much for
0: being here. You guys are the ticket tonight, man. But we do have a couple of more pieces of of housekeeping. Um, Did everybody got the chance to fill out the bean guests? I'm going to give you the the exact number here in just a second. We've got a winner. But before we get to that, I want to tell you a little story about a woman by the name of Midge Stuber, who was an inspiration to so many. This is a woman who overcame a lot of her own health challenges. Matter of fact, she nearly died of a stroke. And then she discovered the myriad of benefits that come from eating a plant-based diet. She goes all in, she reclaims her health, she gets connected with us here at the Physicians Committee and became one of our biggest cheerleaders, one of our biggest fans. And we have an award now to honor her legacy and it is my thrill, it is my honor, to carry on her name to bestow the Midstuber Stuber Ambassador for a Better World to you, Dr. Esselstyn, and Rip Jane Bryan for your lifetime of commitment to making the world a healthier place. And so if we have that award, Betsy, I would love to bestow this to the Esselstyn family. Much, much, much deserved honor. Round of applause here. Can I say one thing? Oh, by all means.
3: Just, I feel like there's a sense of closure and what I want to say um, that has been said, but what I really want to just spotlight for a second is that my dad had this amazing theory and he just ran with it and he knew the truth in it. He could feel the light that was there and he can't really make toast. So if it wasn't for my mom, (laughs) if it wasn't for my mom, In the 80s, before the internet, before anything like a Whole Foods even existed or a natural grocery store in Cleveland, Ohio, where we have, like, garlic salt and onion powder, she did it. She made it work, and she gave it legs. So, such... So, change, it, it, I, no, no. It, so, it has it, it truly been such an astounding partnership between my mom and my dad. And I live next door. And I can walk in the side door of their house and I'll hear them yelling, hey, Ann, Ann. I, 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 and it's just, they're always just lovingly communicating all day long. It's, a, it's wonderful. So, the partnership has won. Thank you.
0: The partnership has won. All right, and you ready to yeah, spill the beans? I'm sorry, it
5: was, we never stopped.
0: No, that's all right. You're like the Energizer bunny. So I wanna thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. This has been a thrill. I mean, this show has been absolute fire. I mean, we got the Esselstyns in the house, y'all. <clears throat> Woo-hoo. I don't know how we're gonna top this going into 2024, but we're sure gonna try. So we have some dessert out in the lobby, but um, we'll get to that in one second. But uh, on behalf of the Esselstyns, if I may, and everybody at the Physicians Committee, Dr. Neil Barnard, thank you guys so very much for listening. And as always, keep it plant-based. Have a great night. Thank you, guys. And did we ever have some fun that night? Let me tell you what, I love doing the big live shows with you guys. And it was amazing. Everybody wearing red that night. Even Rip, who at first forgot to wear red, but then Jane to the rescue with that scarf that had hearts on it. Kind of made him look like a swashbuckling pirate on Valentine's Day. It was it was quite the sight. It was quite the sight. But I must say, if anybody can pull off that look, Rip Besselston. It is you, my friend. It was a plant strong look if there ever was one. Really, really, really cool. And, you know, I will tell you looking back and just the texts and the emails that we received from the Esselstons after the program, it made me think that, you know, we we really did something special. We did something really, really special. They all said that they had never done an event quite like that before but they're hungry for more. They had a blast. They left with the biggest smiles on their face, just flying a million miles high. And their smiles only equaled by the hundreds of exam roomies who were able to join us live that day as well. It was so cool. And for me, I guess a lot of the magic was obviously the energy in the room, but then also as Anne was pulling that tire across the stage at 88 which is about how old my father-in-law is and looking at him in the front row as she's doing this and he sees me looking at him and he knows exactly what I'm thinking (laughs) so that gave him a little bit of hope and, and inspiration you know 88 doesn't have to be 88 88 it could be 88 you still have your whole life in front of you It's about how you choose to live that life, what you do with it. And for Anne, that means tugging tires and being 88. (laughs) What a lot of fun. What a lot of fun. By the way, the video of this night is up on YouTube. If you would like to watch the show in its entirety, including Anne's tire tugging escapades. Very cool. And you can see Jane's cartwheel, by the way, which caught us all off guard, too. (laughs) those two i mean i love me some anne and jane just so much fun to work with just so much fun and meeting all the exam roomies deirdre who came all the way from ireland to be with us that night that was so cool and of course the medical school students from george washington university nearby who came to be with us that night including sasha hi sasha thanks for coming great to see you there I want to do some more of these. So I think we're going to do some more. Matter of fact, I know for a fact we are. So stay tuned for a very special announcement. And one more time, I want to say thank you to the hundreds and hundreds of exam roomies who came in to join us that night as well. You guys really, really do know how to make all of us feel super special and important. And just, it's a reminder that the work that we do at the Physicians Committee and here on the show it's so important and it's changing lives and to hear the stories that you guys shared with me it it's incredible and i'm so very proud of all of you who have had these major major transformations you guys put in all the hard work all the hard work and i'm so proud of you and and thank you for being such shining examples for your friends your family your communities everyone that your world can truly be a healthier place. You guys are amazing. So cool to meet all of you guys. And I look forward to meeting even more of you, especially at some of the exclusive exam room VIP events that we're gonna be doing in the new year. And if you would like to become an exam room VIP, you will get early access to tickets for these big time events, plus early access to our top level interviews, including one available right now just for our exam room vips two weeks before anyone else will hear it an interview with dr michael greger about his new book how not to age going inside the pages inside the publishing process and inside his mind as he put together what undoubtedly will be another new york times best-selling book and who doesn't who doesn't want to age gracefully and healthfully and age well and so, Dr. Michael Greger joins us with his Anti Aging 8, his tips for success and getting inside the book. And you can hear that right now as an exam room VIP two weeks before anyone else. Head over to PCRM.org slash exam room VIP or click that link in the episode notes. And after you do that, if you live in New York, mark your calendars. I'm headed your way on November 28th as part of Plant Powered Metro New York's Plantathon. So cool to be doing this November 28th down in the Garment District. That's going to be at six o'clock. So come on out and say hi. We've got a link to those details in the episode notes as well. We'd love to see you before the year wraps up. But for today, we're going to wrap this episode up. I want to say thank you one more time to all of the Esselstyns for being there. Also, Brian Hart, leader of the Esselstyn Foundation. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dr. Neil Barnard. Thank you to the hundreds of exam roomies who came out and made the night just such a rousing success. You guys are everything. Everything, everything, everything. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant based.